Hello, this is Christy Cundiff, and I am your host of the Indiana Foster and Adoptive Parents podcast. This podcast is sponsored by adoption attorney Grant Kirsch of Kirsch and Kirsch PC. Kirsch and Kirsch PC specializes in all types of adoptions, such as foster care adoption, newborn, and step parent adoptions. Whether you are a family hoping to adopt or you are an expecting mother wanting to explore the choice of adoption, you can reach out to attorney Grant Kirsch of Kirsch and Kirsch PC at area code 317-575-5555. Or you can visit his website at www.indianaadoption.com. Christy Cundiff is an inspirational and motivational child welfare advocate. She's the mom to 14 children. She has four biological girls, which includes triplets, eight adoptive children, which includes twins, and the guardian of two former foster youth. She's also a Grammy to three beautiful grandchildren. Christy and her husband, Brian, have fostered many children, but particularly enjoyed helping older youth in need. Christy is now focusing her efforts on supporting educating and advocating on behalf of foster children and the families who care for them. She grew up and resides in Brazil, Indiana. She graduated from Indiana State University with a BS in psychology and postgraduate work in special education. It was only after her 10-year-old adopted daughter was diagnosed with schizophrenia that she really understood the magnitude of despair foster and adoptive children suffer. She became very much aware of the need for child welfare reform in Indiana when her daughter was too sick to be treated in her home state. The Indiana Foster and Adoptive Parents Resources and Advocacy Group, IFAP, was born 35,000 feet in the air, somewhere between Colorado and Indiana, while Christy was on her way home after admitting her daughter into a long-term treatment facility. Today, the organization is over 8,100 members and growing at a not-for-profit. IFAP is educating and advocating for major child welfare reform, not just in Indiana, but all across the United States. Hi friends, this is Christy Cundiff with the Indiana Foster and Adoptive Parents Resources and Advocacy Group, or better known as IFAP. This week, I wanted to ask you the question, why a blue pinwheel? Have you ever seen a pinwheel in someone's yard or on the courthouse lawn or at your state capitol? or even painted in the streets. Well, according to the Pinwells for Prevention campaign, a blue pinwell is the national symbol for the great childhoods all children deserve because our children are our future. As the pinwheel turns and spins in the air, that gives children the freedom to dream and to play and to have a healthy and a productive childhood, but unfortunately, some children don't get to experience that. April is National Child Abuse Prevention Month. The Children's Bureau within the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services funds the National Child Abuse Prevention Month initiative each April on the Child Welfare Information Gateway website. Child Abuse Prevention Month recognizes the importance of families and communities working together to prevent child abuse and neglect and promotes the social and emotional well-being of children and families. During the month of April and throughout the entire year, 
communities such as IFAP are educating to increase awareness and provide education and support to families through resources and strategies to prevent child abuse and neglect. We know that prevention and education is the key to lowering the child abuse rate in Indiana. Each year though, the White House and many states issue proclamations to raise awareness and to encourage communities to take steps to improve the well-being of children. So, as you drive throughout the state of Indiana for the month of April, a garden of blue and silver pinwheels are on display everywhere you look for a very important reason. Every moment there's a child that is being abused or neglected in our community. The pinwheels are a silent reminder to raise awareness of child abuse during the month of April. When I tell the people in our community that right now we have over a thousand children in just our Wabash Valley area, they are just amazed. IFAP is a not-for-profit organization that advocates for the best interest of abused and neglected children who are in foster care and supports the families who are caring for them. I believe that child abuse is increasing and it feels like this is an important issue for our community to be aware of the situation. I think it's important for us to understand while this is a one month long focus, child abuse is every day. I hope the pinwheels will remind people the need to report child abuse and neglect no matter what the circumstances are or what the case may be. I want children to be saved and I want children to be healthy. We want them to be whole so they can have the best experience to succeed later in life. So it is all of our responsibilities to promote awareness about the dangers of child abuse and steps that can be taken to prevent it in our community. During Child Abuse Prevention Month in April and all year long, we have educational tools and reminders from the promotions that IFAP does to spread the message of protecting children, focusing on positive parenting, and keeping kids safe. Protective factors are conditions or attributes of individuals, families, communities, or the larger society that reduce or eliminate the risk and promote a healthy development of well-being children and families. These factors help ensure that children and youth function well at home and at school and in the community today and into adulthood. We know that child abuse is attributed to drug addiction is the highest, alcoholism is another factor, poverty is another factor, and lack of education and lack of housing is another factor. Strong nurturing communities that are supportive of families can get involved and play a role in preventing child abuse and neglect and promoting child and family well-being. Every child deserves the security of a stable, loving, and nurturing home. During National Child Abuse Prevention Month, we recognize the importance of all Hoosiers working together each day in defense of the most vulnerable among us our children. We must make every effort to ensure that they are treated with dignity and respect and have the opportunity to pursue their dreams in secure and healthy environments. The relationships that children have with their parents, family members, teachers, 
and other caregivers profoundly shape their lives. When they are subject to abuse and neglect, they are exposed to toxic stress that can disrupt early brain development and increase the risk of depression, suicide, substance abuse, developmental disabilities, future violence, juvenile delinquency, and other unhealthy behaviors. These and other devastating effects of child abuse can last a lifetime and can even affect future generations. As a state, we must do everything within our power to stop child abuse and neglect before they occur. The best defense against this menace is a strong family led by loving and caring parents. We must broaden vision for strengthening families, which include raising awareness, focusing on prevention, and working to help parents and children thrive. We cannot lose sight of the importance of the entire community in preventing child abuse and neglect. It is so important that our children have someone to care for their physical, intellectual, and emotional needs. I am so thankful for the foster and adoptive parents in the great state of Indiana who open their homes and their lives to children in need. Everyone has something to contribute to a family strengthening effort. There are many people in our community who are aware of the importance of the protective factors and understanding how we all play a role in building these factors to support children. Working with children and their families can be a great way to engage and support them more. We must work towards seeking an understanding of the beliefs and the values and the interests of children who are being abused and neglected right in our very own neighborhoods. Different cultures define the concept of a family in very different ways. Whether you are a judge or court personnel involved in making the best decisions for children, or you might work in a child care center, or be an employee of a large local business, or even a parent or in a parent-teacher organization, congregations, local physicians, we all have to work together. We all live in this community and we all have to work together for the sake of a child. It is no secret that Indiana is next to the last in the list of states who can do better in caring for their foster children. We need to, to acknowledge publicly that child abuse is a major concern in our communities and we need to be de dedicated to supporting families and protecting children. State law provides that we are all mandatory reporters, whether you're a doctor, a dentist, a mental health care provider, a social worker, working in a hospital, law enforcement, school, or whatever you may be in a role, we are all mandated reporters and we must report child abuse or neglect if we suspect it. When children are nurtured, they can grow up and be happy and healthy adults. But when they lack the attachment to a caring adult and receive inconsistent nurturing or experience harsh discipline, the consequences can affect their lifelong health, well-being, and relationship with others. Child abuse 
or neglect often takes place in the home at the hands of a person that the child knows very well, such as a parent, a relative, a babysitter, a friend of the family. There are four major types of child maltreatment. Although any of the forms may be found separately, they can occur together. Neglect is a failure to provide for a child's basic needs. Physical abuse is physical injury as a result of hitting, kicking, shaking, burning, or otherwise harming a child. Sexual abuse is any situation where a child is used for sexual gratification. This may include indecent exposure, fondling, rape, or human sex trafficking. Emotional abuse is any pattern of behavior that impairs a child's emotional development or sense of self-worth, including constant criticism, threats, and rejection. The newest type of abuse is human sex trafficking. This is another type of child maltreatment. We must consider any child who is identified as a victim of sex trafficking or severe forms of trafficking. The term sex trafficking means the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, or obtaining of a person for the purpose of commercial sex act. The term severe forms of trafficking in persons means sex trafficking in which a commercial sex act is induced by force, fraud, or coercion. And the person induced to perform such an act has not attained 18 years of age. We know that child abuse and neglect affect children of every age, race, and income level. However, research has identified many factors relating to child and family community and society that are associated with the increased risk of child abuse and neglect. Studies have shown that when multiple risk factors are present, the risk is greater. Some of the most common risk factors include the following. Immaturity. Young parents may lack experience with children or be unprepared for the responsibility of raising a child. Maybe they have unrealistic expectations a lack of knowledge or normal childhood development or behavior may result in frustration and ultimately abusive discipline. We all suffer from stress. Families struggling with poverty, unstable housing, divorce, or unemployment may be at a greater risk for a child being abused. The effects of substance use as well as time, energy, and money spent obtaining drugs or alcohol significantly impairs the parents' abilities to care for children. Parents' own experience of childhood trauma impacts their relationship with their children. We see generational abuse. If we have one parent who was abused as a child and grew up in the foster care system, then that raises their child's risk to become a parent who will abuse or neglect their child. Isolation. Sometimes when you have isolation, effective parenting is more difficult when parents lack the supportive partner or a family or a community. These circumstances combined with the inherent challenges of raising children can result in an otherwise well-intentioned parent 
causing their children harm or neglecting their needs. On the other hand, evidence shows that the great majority of families who experience these circumstances will not abuse or neglect their children. In the United States today, it is estimated 676,000 children were found to be victims of abuse and neglect. Child deaths are the most tragic results of maltreatment. An estimated 1,750 children died in the United States due to abuse and neglect. Of the children who died and for whom children-specific data was reported, 74.6% suffered neglect and 44.2% suffered physical abuse either exclusively or in combination with another type of maltreatment. Child maltreatment is the most traumatic experience and the impact of a survivor's can be profound. Traumatic events, whether isolated or a single incident or ongoing chronic emotional abuse, can overwhelm a child's ability to cope with daily life. Traumatic events may impair a child's ability to trust others. Their sense of personal safety and effectiveness in navigating life changes. Research has shown us that child maltreatment, like other trauma and adverse childhood experiences, is associated with poor physical health and mental health outcomes in children and families, and those negative effects can last a lifetime. The trauma of childhood abuse and neglect has been associated with the following risk factors depression and suicide attempts, substance abuse, developmental disabilities and learning problems, social problems with other children and with adults, as well as teen pregnancy. If you think that a child is being neglected, symptoms of neglect would include poor hygiene, signs of malnutrition, and unattended physical or medical problems. Physical abuse looks like unexplained bruises or burns or welts, child appears frightened of a parent or a caregiver. Emotional abuse it has extreme behavior ranging from overly aggressive to overly passive, delayed physical, emotional, and intellectual development. Sexual abuse looks like pain, bleeding, redness, and swelling in, one, in a child's private area, age, inappropriate sexual play with toys, self, or others, an age-inappropriate knowledge of sex. The first step in helping or getting help for any abused or neglected child is to identify the symptoms that we just discussed of abuse and neglect. Again, anyone can and should report suspected child abuse or neglect. In Indiana, we are mandated reporters. Everyone is a mandated reporter of suspected child abuse and neglect in Indiana. If you think a child is being mistreated, take immediate action. In Indiana, if you suspect child abuse or neglect, you need to call the DCS Child Protective Services Hotline at 1-800-800-5556. Again, the number is 1-800-800-5556. Reporting the situation may protect the child and get additional help for the family. Children who have experienced abuse or neglect need support 
from caring adults who understand the impact of trauma and how to help. Here are a few tips that you can do to help children that you think may have been or experienced abuse and neglect. First, help children feel safe. Support them in expressing and managing their intense emotions. Second, help children understand their trauma and their history and their current experiences by helping them understand that what happened it was not their fault or helping them see how their current emotions might be related to their past trauma. Support and promote safe, stable relationships in the child's life. To wrap up our podcast for this week, I just want you to remember Indiana law requires the reporting of suspected child abuse and neglect. Callers can remain anonymous and are immune from all civil and criminal liability provided they have made the report in good faith. When you call the Indiana Department of Child Services, it is important that you have all of the identifying information in front of you. Name, age of each child, address, and phone number. You may call without this information, but it does help the Indiana Department of Child Services quickly investigate. When you're describing a situation, remain calm and maintain a factual manner with the dates, eyewitness observations, and direct conversations. Biased language is often a red flag for the Indiana Department of Child Services report, which is why it is important to keep your report factual. The number to call if you suspect child abuse and neglect is 1-800-800-5556. They operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week with the Indiana Department of Child Services. The number again is 1-800-800-5556. Sometimes if you're unsure that there have been abuse and neglect, you may have to report that more than once or ask to speak with the supervisor or director. With multiple reports, a case history is established for future investigations. I want to thank you for coming in and listening to our podcast this week. I know that this is not the greatest of subjects to talk about, but it's a subject in the child welfare system that needs to be discussed and needs to be reported. Our children need to be protected. Remember, if we nurture little children, then we can grow big dreams. See you next week. Now a word from our sponsor, Grant Kirsch of Kirsch and Kirsch PC. Hi, this is Grant Kirsch, second generation adoption attorney with the Indiana adoption law firm of Kirsch and Kirsch PC. My father, Stephen, a past president of the American Academy of Adoption Attorneys, actually suggested most of Indiana's adoption laws since the early 1990s. The Kirsch family has handled over 7,000 adoptions and probably handles more adoptions than anyone else in the state of Indiana. If you are a foster parent in Indiana and your family case manager or the judge in your case has told you that the permanency plan is getting ready to change from reunification to adoption or that it's just time to hire an adoption attorney, you should call me, Grant Kirsch, with Kirsch & Kirsch PC today. My phone number is 317-575-5555. Again, 317-575-5555. Or find us online at indianaadoption.com or on Facebook and Instagram.
thank you for listening to this episode of the Foster and Adopted Parents Podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Grant Kirsch, with Kirsch & Kirsch PC, Adoption Attorneys, and you, our dedicated listener. We hope you'll come back and visit us next week as we continue our discussion on the plight of foster children and the families who are caring for them. You can also join in on the conversation online by visiting fosterandadoptiveparents.org.